0: Eight oh four on a Friday, sweet sweet Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet six fifty. No Bruff though. He's got the day off. A little long weekend for the Bruffster. I shouldn't call him it that. It's never the worked. Bruffster. The, bruffster. <laughs> the Bruffster. I like <laughs> it. It's never worked. <laughs> I've workshopped it. Always sounds awkward. You know what you need to do when he comes back? What he really hates? Now that he's here, I can tell. He hates being called Jay. Jay. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a J. nice pull. Yeah. You can do that.
1: What about J-Bruff? J what does
0: the J stand for? J-Bruff. <laughs> J. J. Hey, J. How you doing? They'll get really angry. Do it when he comes in first thing in the morning. See what happens. I will. Uh, Half and Bruff in the morning. J-Bruff, that is. is brought to you by uh, the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience a Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Hour three of the program, which is going to feature Bob the Moj Marjanovic in a second here. Hour three is brought to you by Campbell & Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell & Pound. Visit them on the internet at Campbell-Pound.com today. I mentioned the Moj is up. He is up now. He is a presentation of the West Coast Auto Group. Great service, great selection, just over the bridge in Maple Ridge. It is now time for the Moj on the Halford and Bruff show on Sportsnet 650. What up, Moj?
2: Well, at least I'm here this week. That's a start.
0: Yeah, we were worried about you last week.
2: Uh, my apologies. It's
0: okay. Apologies I, I'm, I'm just happy game, you're good. I'm just happy you're okay. That's yeah, the only so. thing that matters.
2: Just blame it on Andy. No, it's okay. my bad. All good. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hey Doug? I just threw you under the bus. Moj,
0: before we do the AFC and NFC and all the NFL talk, uh,
2: yeah. I want to go back and
0: discuss what I was excited to talk about last week. We just had to delay it a week. Nathan Rourke finally making his decision and landing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, we've had plenty of time to talk about this. Uh, we went through, we actually had Nathan on the show and talked to him about it as well, but... Um, You had monitored this situation very closely, and you knew the parties that were involved. When you heard the news, were you a little bit surprised that it was Jacksonville, or did you kind of figure that that would be a potential landing spot for Nathan Rourke when this process was going on?
2: I was surprised, and the reason I say that is I didn't – I could see a scenario where Nathan would go to the NFL behind an established starter but I, I also saw that scenario being the established starter, maybe being up in age like a Kirk Cousins or even when Carr was still with Oakland. Um, and uh, I, you know, I kind of expected a scenario where he goes in, learns the offense for a couple of years, uh, said starter moves on and Nathan is a, is in a position to compete for the starting role. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going anywhere anytime soon, but um, our old friend, David Pratt, he had an expression that said, if you want the truth, follow the money. So uh, I think, when it was all of a sudden done, two things came into play with Jacksonville. Number one was probably the guaranteed money that he was getting from the Jags. And number two, the, the fact that they're willing to do that and, and at the same time show confidence in Nathan Rourke and believe in him. And Nathan obviously believes in the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. Um, of course, you've got a couple of ex-CFL quarterbacks down there on their coaching staff and Henry Burris and Mike McCoy, both former Stampedeers of course. And, of course, the head coach, Doug Peterson, the, the Washington State guy. Who was a quarterback himself? Here, here's a little trivia question for you with Doug Peterson. Yep. I know I'm going off the rails. No, no, it's Julio good. It's good. So, Julio Caravetta was playing in Europe. I think it was with the Rive Fire, or whatever. He got let go by the team, the NFL Europe. And guess who came in to replace him as a quarterback? Doug Peterson? Doug Peterson. Wow.
0: I kind of remember yeah. him as a quarterback, but largely as a backup, yeah. right? Bray, a he carried the, clip for, carried the clipboard for Brett Favre for a while, right? Exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. Peterson's an interesting character in all of this because he's kind of the the, the modern QB guru, QB whisperer. I got to imagine that played significantly into Rourke's decision as well. Like, If you want to learn under anybody about how to like matriculate into an NFL quarterback, it could be the guy that took Nick Foles as a backup and won a Super Bowl with him in Philly. That's Doug Peterson.
2: Yeah. And the one thing you hear about Doug Peterson is players love him because he's just one of these even keel type guys. Never gets too high, too low. He he's a player's guy. They they love the way you know he kind of approaches the game, and that kind of carries on to their teams. And you know, if you want to talk about the impact a coach can have in the NFL, talk about the tire fire that Urban Meyer had in Jacksonville. Yeah, and you know, here comes Doug Peterson, and within a year they're in the playoffs. So, yeah, it it tells you a little bit about what he can do. Hey,
0: speaking of tire fires, and before we get to the AFC and NFC championship. I had I, my, someone caught my eye yesterday. When I was scrolling through all the NFL news, and it's that the Indianapolis Colts fans have started a petition to not bring Jeff Saturday back as the head coach. That's how much they were disappointed in the season. Is Indianapolis the biggest tire fire, the biggest disaster in the NFL right now? I know there are teams that had worse records, and I know there are teams that have less talent, but it almost feels like that makes it worse because. The, the year that they had and the dysfunction that they had and the way that the Saturday hire all went down, and now he's kind of got to reapply for the job that he already had. I feel like if we're looking at something that has the potential for real disaster, I'm kind of honing in on the Colts.
2: Well, you know, it, it's interesting because there's a parallel to of the local franchise that plays hockey. I mean, how many times you hear the owner's name in Indianapolis? There right. you go. You said right. it out
0: you said the quiet part out loud, Moje. <laughs> At a boy. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is, right? How many right. times yeah. when you hear tire fire Indianapolis, the the word Ursay always comes up, right?
2: Yeah. So it's it's one of those situations where you just have to bring in the right people and trust them to make the right decisions. And then, you know, that was Ursay's call. I mean, I don't think any general manager on the planet would bring in a head coach mid season with zero coaching experience, right? I mean, let's get real here. So um when you have an owner that is that meddlesome and making the wrong decisions it's it's not a good situation i mean it does work out in certain scenarios yeah i mean you you look at the dallas cowboys and what jerry jones has done but he also has a football background he actually played the damn game right right at least at the college level so um but yeah i I mean I, i just look at that situation and it's just it's a mess and you know whoever comes in there um, I just wonder how much authority they will have in terms of the football operations.
0: Well, yeah, because, I mean, the thing with Ursay is that he inherited the team from his father. It's one of those lineage-type deals. And, you know, I remember him saying one of the things that he learned from his father's very rocky tenure as an owner was don't be meddlesome and don't get involved. But now it seems like he's gone in the exact opposite direction. One of the moves that he made last season was getting rid of Frank Reich and it didn't take long for him to resurface. He's now the head coach in Carolina. Were you surprised to see him resurface as quickly as he did? Or was this an inevitability because that Indianapolis situation was just really bad and he was maybe a good coach stuck in a bad situation?
2: No, I think you, you kind of nailed it with the last one. He's a good coach stuck in a bad situation. The fact that, you know, he takes over the, uh, the Carolina Panthers. And, you know, they talked to some of their coaches as well. They had their interim head coach down there, Steve Wilkes. There was apparently some discussions with Sean Payton. I don't know how far those got. But the fact that he got hired and given a four-year deal tells you the respect that Frank Reich has in the league, right? So, uh, again, it's one of those situations where you, you look at the Indianapolis scenario and you just kind of... Uh, to yourself hey this is probably more on Ursay than it is on Frank Reich mm-hmm. so um, you know Reich is one of those guys like I said he's respected as a coordinator throughout the league he's respected obviously as a head coach and we'll see how he does in Carolina now of course he's gonna have to prove himself in Carolina because now the onus is on him there's no excuses in terms of ownership being too meddlesome uh, the fact that you have Ursa stepping in making in personnel decisions this is now on Frank Reich so it's it's time you know for him to produce in
0: Carolina. The hilarious part is that he goes to a situation where he once again doesn't have a quarterback. And, you know, the thing that they did in the in his years in Indy where they went from Phillip Rivers to Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. I got to imagine that left some scars on Reich where he's like, I don't want to do that again. So now it's almost like I, I, Carolina vaults to right near the top of intriguing storylines at quarterback because you know that, I bet, contingent on him taking the job was we can't go through this same revolving door of veteran quarterbacks who are washed like I did in Indy.
2: Yeah, five, I think you have five quarterbacks during his time, there, including the guy that you missed was Philip Rivers. I don't know if you mentioned him. Uh, yeah,
0: so, yeah, I mentioned him. He, he was the best of the uh, bunch.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I think when you look at coaches in the National Football League, they are married to their quarterbacks. You know, their quarterbacks kind of make or break them. And you have to find that quarterback. I think you know when you look at the great coaches of all time, you know Belichick, Brady, um, Noel, Bradshaw, you know Walsh, Montana, Reed. Kind of Mahomes married. is now entered yeah, the conversation. they're right? I mean, yeah. always kind of they're always kind of married to the one guy. It's why I think Joe Gibbs is probably one of the most underrated coaches in NFL history because everyone always talks about the greatness of Belichick or you know Chuck Noel winning four Super Bowls with the the Steelers and Bill Walsh and what he did with the Forty ers Joe Gibbs won three Super Bowls with three different starting quarterbacks. I mean, to Mm -hmm. me, that, you know, he did it with Theismann, he did it with Doug Williams, and he did it with the Canadian kid, Mark Rippon, right? A Canadian-born kid. So, to me, when I look at great coaches, I think Gibbs is one of those guys that's vastly underrated just because of the fact that, you know, here's a guy who won three Super Bowls, and it wasn't just because he hitched his wagon to a star quarterback, right? I mean, he did it three times with three different guys.
0: Well, and I think it's worth noting, like, not exactly – I don't think any of those guys would have ever been considered uh, the elite quarterback of their generation. Like, that's the really fascinating thing about it, is you've seen head coaches that have gone to a Super Bowl and one with a sort of journeyman quarterback, but that's it end of the road it, it does not happen twice and it certainly doesn't happen three times it, that is a great point about Gibbs and at large about having your quarterback and the funny thing is that this weekend in the AFC and NFC championship games we're gonna see three guys and head coaches who really have their guy that's of course like Sirianni with Jalen Hurts in Philly uh, Reed Mahomes who we already mentioned and then of course Cincinnati you got Joe Burrow who's entered that conversation among the elite and then there's Brock Purdy. He's almost like the one of these things is not like the other. Like, it's it's been a great story, and he's had a ton of success. He's way, way overachieved from being Mr. Irrelevant. But if you look at the landscape going in, it really is. I mean, it's three quarterbacks that are all nominated and up for the NFL's MVP, and then there's Brock Purdy.
2: What do Mark Sanchez, Joe Flacco, Ben Roethlisberger, and Sean King have in common? Did they all
0: get there and they're f- got to a championship title game in their rookie year?
2: Conference championship in their rookie yeah, year. Guess yeah. what? Guess what? Their collective record is. Uh,
0: I think zero and four. Zero and four. Yeah. Okay. I saw this right. stat floating so,
2: around. Yeah. 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 So I mean, you know, it, it's it's a situation where you get to a game like that in a stage like that. It, it's so huge for a rookie and. Here's the thing, I think the 49ers are a great team. I think Purdy's been a solid quarterback for them. But, you know, when all things are equal, and you look at this game and how good Philadelphia is, it boils down to your quarterback making a play. Like, I remember when Jimmy Garoppolo led the 49ers to the Super Bowl. I mean, it was kind of the same scenario, right? I mean, a good quarterback, an average to good quarterback with just a great team around him. And everybody said, he's going to have to make that throw or make that big play in the game. If you remember late in that game, he had somebody, I can't remember who the receiver was, who was down the left side, and he overthrew him in the end zone, right? And he had him, but he didn't make the throw. And, and that's the thing. You need your quarterback to be, when everything's equal, like, I mean, these two teams are, you're going to need your quarterback to be better than the other team's quarterback. And I just don't see Brock Purdy being better than Jalen Hurts in this football game. And I think one of the things, too, that really comes into play here for this game, you look at the red zone efficiency, the Eagles were third in the National Football League when it comes to scoring touchdowns in the red zone. They scored 68% of the time. I did this for my column for Black Press this week. 49ers were 20th at 52.7%. So when it comes to red zone efficiency, the Eagles are way better than the 49ers, and I think that's going to come into play. I mean, touchdowns over field goals any day of the week, right? So um, I think the 49ers team that the greatness of their team kind of masks um the situation of quarterback sometimes yet this week i think they're going to need Brock Purdy to step up and make some big plays and you know hey give credit to the kid he's been able to do what he's needed to do thus far i just think he needs to do more against the eagles to me the
0: biggest difference in terms of and we talked to matt verdaram yesterday from nfl fan sided about this um this is a different animal in that Eagles defense because the pass rush is so good, but it's also so deep. Like I I often overlook the facts, how crazy it is that they have four different guys that have had 11 sacks or more. Like if you have two guys in double digit sacks, you're usually killing it. Four of them. And then a fifth guy, Fletcher Cox who had seven. So So, when Purdy does have to drop back and maybe make a play, I do wonder if this is the game where that relentless pass rush is really going to rattle him, or maybe it hasn't in previous weeks.
2: Yeah, and when you look at the line of scrimmage, to me, I mean, the Eagles probably have one of the better, if not the best offensive line in football. Um, and I think that's going to be a great matchup between the Eagles' O-line and San Fran's D-line. And then you look at what Philadelphia does when they run the football. I mean, this is a team that's 12-0 when they run the ball for 100 yards or more, right? San Francisco... Um, really doesn't give up that much yardage along the ground. But to me, that, that's a fascinating – you know, you talk about matchups all the time in a yeah, football game. Yeah. Uh, um, the line of scrimmage in this game on both sides of the ball, it's just going to be great to watch because it's, it's like best on best. So yeah, I, I think, you know, that's going to be a, a key part in the game. But, again, I'm kind of leaning towards Philadelphia. And let's not forget about playing in Philadelphia. Good point. Um, As we saw last week with the opposition there. I mean, the Giants went in there and it's a house of horse for them. I think they've lost 11 straight there now by an average of well over 10 points. So it's a very hostile environment. Brock Purdy's won some games on the road, um, but it's going to be interesting to see how he plays in this environment. And going back to the pressure, too, you talked about getting to Brock Purdy. It was interesting in the week previous I dug up some stats. Purdy, in three games where he got sacked three times or more, in each of those games, the 49ers scored over 30 points. Right. So... The one thing about pretty, it, it, I know what you're saying. Get to him, try to make him make some bad throws. But the kid does have a lot of poise. He's shown that in you know what he's done in those games when he did get sacked three times or more. But this, is, like I said, it's a different animal. This is the Eagles. This is the conference championship game, and you're playing at the link. So it's going to be it's going to be a great game. Uh, to me, this is the the better game of the two.
0: Uh, we're speaking to Bob the Mojmar Johnovich here on the Health and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Yeah, the other game of the two, the AFC title game. Uh, another stat that, you know, much like the, the Philadelphia Eagles and all those sacks that they had this year, the one that blows my mind is that this is the fifth straight AFC title game that's going to be at Arrowhead Stadium. Like, truly, if you have to go to the Super Bowl, you have to go through Arrowhead, at least for the last half decade. Now, one team has been able to do that is the Cincinnati Bengals. And there's a really interesting dynamic. We'll get to the Mahomes injury because that's a big story as well. But uh, Cincinnati right now, they're very confident. And they're talking a lot. I've seen they called it Burrowhead Stadium instead of Arrowhead Stadium. I don't think that's sitting well with the Chiefs. But there's also the notion that Cincinnati has beaten the Chiefs in three consecutive games. Now, the wrinkle to that, of course, is that all those games were decided by three points. And in one of them, the Chiefs had a huge lead last year's AFC title game. They were up 21-3 to before kind of blowing it. So, yes, the Bengals have kind of had the Chiefs number, but it's definitely not as dominant as a lot of people think it might be.
2: Well, you know, when you played goal for, for Langara and you guys were in the national championships.
0: I do remember and that You moment. played
2: Trinity Western and, like, you know, you'd be down like 2 0, and, like, ah, no problem. We got these guys. And you beat them. Sure, sure, two, sure, sure. Down, You know, I think you beat Trinity Western, whatever, like 32 times in a row. I, I think when you look at these two teams, I just think the Bengals are inside the Chiefs' heads. You talk about the fact that the three games were all decided by a field goal. The Bengals came back from 7, 18, and 14 point deficits to win those games right I mean to me that that tells me a lot it tells me that the Bengals for whatever reason are inside the Chiefs heads and they're living there rent free um it's going to be a great matchup as well I mean everybody's talking about the Bengals offensive line and how well they played last week against Buffalo I thought they had a great game plan and the fact that they got the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands rather quickly in that game but here's something that I don't think that people are talking about I think the weather really, really impacted the Bills' pass rush. When you get into those type of field, field conditions, it's extremely difficult for a defensive lineman to get a push-off, like in snowy conditions. I mean, you can wind up slipping, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that really played into Cincinnati's hands. Of course, the field conditions are going to be a lot better this weekend around in Kansas City, and you got some guys there in KC that are pretty dominant, particularly when you talk about Jones. So, It's going to be interesting to see if that offensive line can hold up this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. But, man, um, for whatever reason, I I just think the Bengals have the Chiefs number, and I think it's going to continue this Sunday. Moj, I know we always finish
0: on an ask us anything, but we're doing a different question for you. It's the most obvious one in light of the fact that Sunday is championship weekend. Uh, When it's all said and done on Sunday night, who's going to be in the Super Bowl?
2: The Eagles win in cover, Bengals win in cover. I thought you were going to talk about Canucks or food or something. I mean, you know, I was going to go off on the Canucks a little bit, but hey, whatever, it's all good.
0: Mo, just championship weekend, bud. I'm I very know. excited about Sunday. And you know what? There's always next Friday because the Canucks will still be playing then, okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for doing this,
0: dude. We appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the day. I can't wait for next Friday when we get into Canucks and food.
2: And uh, by the way, hopefully Bruff will be back next Friday as well.
0: I don't think he's taking the day off. I think he'll be back. So, yeah, the, the okay, band okay.
2: will be back together. Thanks, Moj. Have a good weekend.
0: You too, thanks. That's Bob the Moj Marjanovic here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. You should get a Friday off. I should. If Bruff takes random Fridays off, why don't you? Will it, will it get to the point where we're doing it out of spite, out of revenge? It's a spite day off.
3: Only if you call him Jay while you do
0: it. Uh, you, know what he, sp- you know what else he hates is a couple people in the Dunbar Lumber text message in basket have pointed out. Jace.
1: Oh, Jace. Yes, that's
0: going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to get liberal use yeah. out of that. I'm very excited about Monday's show. What's up, Jace? Mike and Jace in the morning. It's like that uh,
3: the manager in MLB, Jace Tingler. Oh yeah, one of the best names in baseball. Is he
0: a J A Y C E? He or sure is. J A C E. J Y C. Nice, Jace Tingler. He's what a, a name. fancy Jace. Okay, uh, we got a lot to get into here. Still on the Halford and Bruff show on Sportsnet 650. The, we're we're down to a final half hour. So, you know what that means? It's ask us anything, what we learn's all the stuff you've come to know and love. Also, uh, I'm still going to press on with our Friday obligations and do the playnow.com lock of the week, singular, not plural. Singular, not plural. By the way, you guys didn't even mention this. You never pay attention, you never buy me flowers. Uh, that parlay that I threw out last week, it hit. It did. Did you know that?
1: Well, yeah, after the fact.
0: Are you just agreeing to me to Was appease this your, me? As long as Andrew, you have absolutely zero follow-up questions. Is this your yes.
1: 15th parlay that you've
0: <laughs> attempted, and now you finally got one that hit? Hey, okay, one out of 15 ain't bad, uh, unless you're in debt, in which case it's not great. But I digress. Uh, we're going to do Ask Us Anythings, What We Learns, Play Now Lock of the Week, and anything else that we can cram into this final half hour of radio excellence before we turn it over to Merrick and company. Uh, it's one final segment to go. A reminder, the Dunbar Lumber text line is at 650-650. Text them in, hashtag WWL, hashtag AUA. If you're throwing the ticket emoji into your text, I'll disappoint you now. There's no tickets to give away. It is purely your chance to be on the radio. And that's coming up next on the Halford and Brough Show on Sportsnet 650.
1: Welcome to Kelowna, Farnia. West Coast. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kelowna, baby. Kelowna, Best place Kelowna, Kelowna. in the world right here. Right here.
0: Hey, 31 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Sweet, sweet Friday. Dogs, we're almost there. We did it. We made it to Friday. Yeah, we got through today's show. Little under man. No Jason Bruff today. Nice to hear his commercial, though, right before we came back from break. Yeah, Jay loves the Canucks. It's a fit. That's very him. harmonious. That was definitely him. Uh, you are listening to the Halford and Bruff show. Jay Bruff uh, on SportsNet six fifty. Halford and Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura Dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura Dealer today. Hour three of the program. We are in the back half of it now. Uh, gonna do our locks of the week in a sec. Gonna do some Ask us anything, gonna do some what we learns. I'm gonna be leaning on the dogs pretty heavily here. I'm gonna ride the dogs. You guys ready? Are you ready for what we learns and Ask us anything? I don't think you're supposed to ride dogs. Eh. So sort of like a great Dane or something. Yeah, it's gotta be a big dog. Yeah. A big dog. Like Clifford. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'd rather I'd ride a big dog if it was as big as Clifford. <laughs> I had to think about this for a second. Would I actually we, do it? No, I wouldn't.
0: There's no way we waited that long of a <laughs> yeah. pause for that. <laughs> come on. There's no, no way. I mean,
1: if, if I saw it, I was just trying to think, would I? I mean, I don't want to hurt the dog. <laughs> I don't want to be rude. And
0: what if he had an Clifford's owner? Like I was going years through tall. all the
1: scenarios in my head. But no, if I saw yeah, a the dog. the first words
0: and, out of your mouths were, I would ride the dog.
1: If I saw a dog as big as Clifford and there was a ladder nearby, I would, yeah, I would, I'd give it a whirl. I mean, come on. It's it's once in a lifetime opportunity. It'd be like riding a giraffe.
0: I'm not going to throw you on the spot anymore. We're going to, we're going to prep ahead of time for these sorts of things. So next time I ask you about riding dogs, you'll was No, it was good. I was, was, was giving you a hard time. Okay. Um, we got business we need to attend to. We need to do the locks of the week. The lock of the week is presented by, by Play Now Sports, the official sports betting partner of the Vancouver Canucks. Every game will feel like the big game when you bet with Play Now Sports. A reminder, you must be 19-plus to play. Uh, I'm riding solo here. No bruff to play off of. Nice play on words there. Oh my God, the puns are crazy. Uh, I'm going to go right back to the National Football League. So I mentioned this uh, earlier in the show. I hit on a four game parlay last week when I did a playnow.com locks of the week. It wasn't the most daring bet on earth. I took three favorites and then I took the Chiefs as the lone upset to get through and beat Buffalo. Bang, it hit. Great. It was a good return. And I figured, why not do the thing that all savvy bettors do, which is chase the same bet again. That's right. We're doing another parlay. Uh, I'm going to pick the Super Bowl right here. Super chalky. Nothing really exciting. But when you tag the two teams up and you get the juice on it, it's not bad. So I'm going to take the Eagles to beat San Fran. And I'm going to take the Chiefs to beat the Bengals. I'm taking both home teams. I realize what I'm going for here. The Eagles are fairly heavy favorites on the money line. Uh, the Chiefs less so. That's almost getting to even money, but I'm going to parlay them together. Uh, look, this one's pretty straightforward for me. I think that Philly's got more weapons at the end of the day than the 49ers do. That's why I like the Eagles there. And in the AFC title game, I feel like Cincinnati no longer has that huge underdog status. I feel like a lot of people think that they can go in and win this game because they've got such dominance over the Chiefs, at least in terms of wins and losses. And again, you got to go through Arrowhead. I know they've had done it before. It's going to be tough to do it again. So give me the Eagles and the Chiefs on a parlay. If you throw down $20 on this, your Super Bowl matchup, essentially, $59.22 in potential winnings. So, Greg, without further ado, lock it up for me. Lock the week. Goalies don't make every save. Players don't score on every shot. Play for fun and not to make money. If you gamble... Use your game sense and a reminder: you must be 19 plus to play. Okay, one piece of business out of the way. Let's go to the Dunbar Lumber text message and basket. Oh wait, I should ask you guys: Do you yeah, guys have any anywhere. what we learns or ask us anything? A dog? Do Andy's that he wants to like ride share? a big dog. He's not sure. Is this, what this kind gonna of be? Dog? Is this gonna be a big bigger dog related thing?
1: No, no, no. Mine, mine is a quick. What we learned? Uh, Go. If, if you may have heard, uh, Austin Matthews is going to be out for the next three weeks with a knee sprain. The Leafs are tanking for Bedard now. it Looks like yes. Yeah. Uh, so Matthews out of the All Star game, replacing him. Speaking of dogs, Alexander Barkov is going to be replacing.
0: Uh, I, I'm terrible. God, I love I'm you. Fire myself. God, I love uh,
1: you. Austin Matthews is out of the All Star game, being replaced by the dog, Alexander or the cat. <laughs> Bark Alexander, from the cat. Alexander Barkov going to the All Star game.
0: Uh yeah, there's gonna I, I he's the first of many replacements soon to be, right? That's sure. this is how this works, is yep. it not? They yep. name the all-star team. And then half of
1: them are like, nah, we don't
0: do that. I it got to the point when we were in the now ill fated twenty fifteen All-Star game in Columbus. Right? I mean, here's the thing. If you're gonna Did do the, the N- NHL
1: fine Crosby and Ovechkin or something for missing there it is, once, they there find is, so many people
0: yeah. for not going to that one. If uh, you don't
3: miss the game, before, I think, the All-Star yeah. game, you, you get fined.
0: Yeah, you can sit out a game on either, the bookend it, either before or after. And if you don't, then they're like, now you get fined and you have to sit a game. But um, they got so far down the list of guys that would show up to Columbus in the middle of the winter to participate in this exhibition. You know who ended up playing in net for that All-Star game? Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott, that's how far down the list that they got. It's like the Pro Bowl when the seventh quarterback This was like,
3: up. what, seven years ago?
0: Yeah. He
3: was, he was good back then.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't an all-star caliber goalie. True. He was an all-star caliber goalie at who was going to show up and who wasn't going to show up. So now that they've done the official announcement, I'm going to be very curious to see when guys start dropping like flies. Well, they did the
3: initial announcement. Everyone was
0: saying, oh, it's in Florida, but there's barely any
3: Panthers. And everyone was sitting there like, Barkov's gonna go. Like yeah, <laughs> this is gonna, gonna happen at some point. Now yeah. that it's
0: happened. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a dog. Good job. I rode the dog, and he replied in tow. Moo cow. I have so a, a moo cow. That dog.
3: I have a what we learn. It's a special one. Okay. It is a shout out for my wife Katie. It is her birthday today? Oh, happy I did not birthday, my lovely wife.
0: I did not know that it was Katie's birthday. So one, I learned something. Thank you. And Two, happy birthday, Katie. You guys got big plans for the weekend? Celebrate the birthday. We're going
3: to Olive Garden. <laughs> nice.
0: It's you know what that's a very romantic meal, uh, if you're into unlimited breadsticks as she a couple. is, yeah, yeah. that's great. Well, that's, that's
3: the main reason, really, why you go to Olive Garden
0: is for the the breadsticks. The breadsticks yeah. Yes. Oh, pop! They got the soup. Do I have to
3: mook out my wife's birthday now? Is that unfortunately? Is that unfortunately,
0: works? there's no other way to do it. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. <laughs> okay, in basket. Here we go. Uh, we haven't done a lot of this sort of. Weird, esoteric, have nothing to do with anything that usually create the good jumping off conversation. Well, Jason likes to steer away from those. Yeah, but I feel that the the dogs are all here. I'm here. Uh, This is a lifestyle question and one that I'm actually familiar with because I have a member of my family who does this with regularity. Guys, dogs, do you make your bed in the morning? (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So, like, uh, is it part of your morning routine every time brush teeth, shower, have coffee, make bed.
1: Yeah, of course. A messy we get up
3: at, at like 4.30, though. That's like, really interesting. I don't make yeah. the
0: bed with my wife still sleeping in it. Well, I make my
1: portion of it. I
0: mean, I'm to look nice. Do you make the bed, period, laddie. Not often. Yeah. I not see,
3: often. Unless there's people coming over. <laughs> <I have laughs> really not them. His bed <laughs> is in his
0: living room, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> Just fold up the old Murphy well, there's, bed. There's the chance they can go. Oh, yeah, fair enough. See the room? I don't know. Um, here's the thing. I make the bed but only when I'm about to go sleep in it. Oh, I just want to get into it's a... the most last
1: minute bed.
3: Yeah. Fun. Yeah.
0: It's not a great job. Did like... you also do your homework the night before? Uh, um, wow. No, I <laughs> would be like the, the car ride to school, but uh, <laughs> it's also like, we're not talking about like five diamond hotel property bed making. Like the bed making is very, it's just straightening out everything, but I guess I do it. I have someone that um, is like, militant about it. Like, oh, I thought you should, like you had a maid or something that made I it also up have for a maid. you. I also have a maid. She makes the bed. <laughs> Jeeves yeah. does it for me. Yeah. There's that too, but no, very militant about bed making in the morning as part of the routine. And then it will throw the rest of the day off kilter if they don't do it. I think it's mm-hmm. fascinating.
1: Were you, uh, I don't know why
0: my mind went here, but this is you, why we
1: do these, were you a good student in school? What, what were your, what was your average grade?
0: Um, yeah, that's a good question. Actually. I think I made the honor High roll. High school. Of course. I'm uh, talking yeah. About. I made the honor roll. Like a, uh, Twice, really? Oh, so you were actually pretty smart. No, oh, your school was just stupid. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. I was smart. School stupid. The curve was quite low. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have classified myself as a good student by any stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I probably coasted by and ended up getting like a handful of semesters. Like things clicked where I ended up with good grades. Smart student but with bad habits. There wasn't any consistency across the board. And then when I got into university. I had a criminally low GPA.
1: Yeah, I discovered that as well. I was like, C- I was probably low. like C plus average, maybe low yeah. B's most of the time. Like,
0: I've graduated with a D plus on my uh, transcript. Yeah, Oof. like I know it's there.
1: My first go round in, in post secondary was rough. Like, high school did nothing to, to prepare me for post secondary. It's right. like, wow, I actually got to like critically think and work so much harder now, and they don't tell you what to do. This, with sucks. my report
3: cards, there's always like a like a, like a like a rift between the the science and the math. Terrible side of my report card, and then everything else, which was pretty
0: I bet, solid.
1: I bet Bruff was a good student. Yes, he was. He was, was, very he was a very good student. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: the worst. <laughs> very very diligent. diligent. Uh Chet and Burnaby with the what we learned. Hashtag WW. What we learned. I learned that last night was truly an insane parlay for Team Tank. You guys mentioned this. I didn't get enough of a gist of the, yeah, the like out more, of town scoreboard.
1: More or less, every team the Canucks wanted to win. Won. Flames got
0: pummeled by the Blackhawks.
1: Yeah. How does it It was act- a great night for Team Team Tank if you're on that.
0: Right. So Chicago won. How did that Chicago team beat anyone 5 to 1? I don't I I, wa- I I watched them play with Jackson Stauber in net. Rob Stauber's kid. Yes. The, I the mean, they squirrel finds a nut once in a while analogy. But 5 of you know? 5 of them. Like it wasn't yeah. just a narrow victory. No, they they put the boots to Calgary. Calgary's a mess. Is Sutter... I'm ready to say that Calgary's a mess. What's
3: going on with Sutter? Is he Is he at risk here? What's going on?
0: Well, I think he I don't think he likes the pieces that were transitioned in and out of this team. He doesn't seem especially fond of Huberto. I think Weger is a good defenseman. I think he's a viable top four guy. I know he turns the puck over a lot. I think their dynamic changed a lot and he's probably not the guy to see them through that change because
3: he had a good thing. He's a win now guy. They
0: were, but they were winning games. They were scoring yeah. goals and he knew that he could put out Gaudreau, and Kachuk and, and Lindholm and get results. And, and that's nice. It's comforting for a coach to know that you've got that option. Like, we need a goal. Bang. Put what, those guys Was out Sutter's
3: there. window maybe the last year? Like Because that was a win now for sure when they still had Kachuk. This and, is a
0: very unique challenge yeah. for an old school guy that's probably figured out what he needs to do to be successful in the NHL. And it's not any fault of his. Any coach that had to undergo that dynamic would find it challenging because it's so unique. It's like, well, we just lost two thirds of maybe the most prolific offensive line in hockey, but we replaced it with a bunch of really good players. So the expectations are still high. Like when he keeps saying oh, Colorado's elite, we're not and all the other stuff he's deflecting, but it's also not really realistic because the expectations are high for this group and they're high from the fan base. Because again, there are some people who argued that with Weger and Huberto and Kadri, they actually got better as a team. And that's a crazy thing too. But he obviously doesn't like this mix. When he and stepped like in, he it was a like
3: very mix. different mix of players,
0: right? Yeah. It, more a
3: little more Sutter style I would say on the old Flames compared to what Huberto brings to the roster.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a weird fit there, yeah. Uh, you guys got anything flagged? You guys got anything you want to get into? Any ask us anything? So there was one uh, an
3: ask us anything about taking one of you guys out to a sporting event. I don't know if you saw that one. I if did if, not. if we could if the dogs could take one of you oh, guys to you a sporting had,
0: event. Right. This is where you have to do your Sophie's choice kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah.
3: I don't know. Like I I might just cop out and say broff at a hockey game cuz I haven't gone to a hockey game with Bruff before. I would, going to a hockey I would like game to say, with me. Well, what is it, Greg? I don't know. You you just don't have the same. Uh... What's the hang up, Greg?
1: <laughs> I can't pick between the two hosts because my job might be on the line. So I'm oh. going to plead the fifth and say Moj because I think that was in the text too. If you could pick oh, it was between. Oh, any guest too? Yeah. Well, it, it was like if you could pick pick between Halford and Bruff, but Moj was also an option. Obviously. yeah. Obviously, you
3: picked I'd, Moj. I'd take Moj too. I didn't know Moj was an option. Oh,
0: <laughs> I'd like to change yeah. my answer. Uh, hashtag WWL, what we learned. This is unsigned, so it must be from Gary. Can we fact check this? Jalen Chatfield has four goals and six points in his last nine games and is being praised for his two-way play. That is one of the fines of the season in Carolina because having seen Chatfield more than enough with the Vancouver Canucks, did not think he was an NHL-caliber defense.
3: Four points in his last five games, two goals, two assists.
0: He's um, a regular functioning member of the Carolina Hurricanes.
3: Eight points in 47 games. He's
0: just, yeah. I, and, and if you would have told me that Chatfield would be playing with regularity for one of the best teams in the NHL, I, I would not have believed it. I, and this is not an indictment of the Canucks letting him go. It's really not an indictment of anything. It's just no one saw this be Yes. The
3: last two games, their games against the Islanders and the Stars, he's averaged over 20 minutes of ice time.
0: Right. 20 minutes. Yeah. I. It, you know, I guess this is – it just clicks for some guys in some places. You don't explain Why? You can't really make heads or tails of it, but this is, like, working. And he had bites at the apple here in Vancouver. Just never looked like it was going to turn out. He bumped Ethan Bear out of the lineup there. That's how good he was playing in Carolina. That's the reason that Bear was in the press box. Do you count
3: that as a trade, Bear
0: for Chatfield? You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, You know what? I just might. Uh, Dan, with an ask us anything, I brush my teeth and shave in the shower. My family thinks I'm weird. Am I? Do any of you do this? I do both. I shave and brush my teeth. And shower. Really? Yeah, because you get everything, the runoff, the foam from the mouth, not like a rabid dog, but. Yeah. So you do How the, do cl- you brush your teeth? <laughs> yeah, it's very aggressively. <laughs> I have no enamel. Um, And then anything that falls whilst shaving, just down the drain.
3: So you do the full clean shave? Like you go right down to the, see, yeah. I just do the electric razor once over. So I, I couldn't.
0: I don't want to bring can, that in the shower. You can. I've tried it. You electric have, you, razor. You just have to be careful. It's not like taking a toaster into the, the, the bath. Like, you're, you'll be okay, right? I'm not
3: submerged in the Yeah,
0: laundry. you just have to be careful. That's it. But um, the most difficult thing with shaving in the shower is the, any mirror or any reflective thing. It, the fog, and it's really difficult because at a certain point, shaving does become precise. You don't want to get sloppy with your razor because it will be a bloodbath. A bloodbath. Uh, you guys got been anything in there. there? Yeah, been there. Yeah, yeah. We got anything here? We got anything here? A-Dog, Laddie, what do we got? Ask us anything. Uh, somebody asked
3: if Kuzmenko has taken over the title of best hair on the team over Brock Besser.
0: Uh, best hair? I don't know. Brock Besser has the best hair yeah. on the team. Kuzmenko That's might have the... And the next team that Brock Besser goes to, he will also have the best hair on can,
3: that Can I team. say Kuzmenko has the most exciting hair on the
0: team? What is going on there, by the way? <laughs> With his hair? Yeah. What do you mean? It's amazing. Yeah, but what, what is it? It's not a style.
1: What's going on is what's going on. It's kind of it, what I've got
0: going on. I just use Let It Go and... That's it. That's a Let It Go, right? Like We're talking the theme song from Frozen. Just Let It Go, Let It Go. There's no there's no rhyme or reason or style to it. It's bedhead.
1: No style is the style. Interesting. Very Pretending med- it's not cool is cool.
3: Besser's got the style. Like He's got the Prince Charming quaff going on. So uh, It's hard to compete with that. It's, it's really difficult to... Do better than what Besser
0: brings to the table. Uh, Troy, the bread guy, will then ask us anything. How do you decide who takes the lead in interviews? Mm. If you watch on the Sportsnet Now app, by the way, download it today. It has tons of terrific content, including the live stream of Halford and Bruff. Uh, you can see the elaborate s- series of hand gestures that we have during interviews. Um, it is often, I mean, it's usually Bruff, but uh, it's the delicate dance. You get to see all the. The soccer awesome. guest, then it's helpful. the soccer guest. It's me, one hundred percent, right? <laughs> like today with Peter Galindo. By by the way, download the Hour One podcast. Um, you can hear as much soccer talk as you're going to get on regular terrestrial radio in this city. I can't imagine there's anyone else that's going twenty four minutes of uninterrupted soccer talk. Is that a selling point? Are the salespeople really interested in that? Also, how
3: did we swing a
0: in-studio guest at
3: 6.30 a.m.? <laughs> one, Peter, Peter's is the best.
0: On? Peter's the best. I think he is one of the best soccer analysts in the country. And also, he's still on Eastern Hours, so that was not a big deal for him whatsoever. Um, okay. Okay. Let's get back to the Ask Us Anythings and what we learned. A reminder if you want to get one in to the Dunbar Lumber text message in basket, the text line is 650, 650. I got one from you. It me is here. the Smalt Alternative. A has got one. Is it an Ask Us Anything or it what is. we learned?
1: Ask Andy anything. What is your favorite movie or show based off a of video game or book? You can't say Game of Thrones. Well, I know it's only two episodes in. I was singing his praises last one of the other shows. I don't know, they all run together. Uh, Last of Us is incredible. Mm. It's two episodes in, so granted, you know, maybe it'll go sideways or it'll get not as good. It's only a nine-episode season. But if you have Crave or HBO or whatever, The Last of Us is without a doubt, the best video game adaptation I've ever seen I mean it's not a high bar most video game adaptations don't
3: even go into it thinking it's a video game honestly yeah, if you haven't played it don't even think about it as it's a just video a
1: great show it's a, it's a great twist on the zombie genre yes it, it does, okay it's sort of done like I don't want to spoil it it's sort of like 28 days later in this in the angle they take okay. but it's it's really based on hard science and uh, global warming climate change and all that stuff of what a, how it affects people it's an awesome zombie show so it's
0: very apocalyptic yeah, I know yeah, nothing
1: yeah. about this. It, it's, it's a post apocalyptic show about what happens to the survivors after the zombie apocalypse but again they're not technically zombies i don't want to spoil too much it's a different kind of i know what take i know what they it. are yeah i, I did it's the research oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Fungal. 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 Yeah. Anyways. Is it, it a Toe it,
1: Fungus? That can be dangerous. Yeah, know. it can be. I've heard. Have you heard the commercials, I've, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that was the precursor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <That's not laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's
1: been fantastic so far. It might be the best show out there, right? If you got HBO, watch The Last of Us. Only two episodes in, so it doesn't take okay. long to get into it. Or if you want to be like Bruff, wait for it all to come out and binge it. I know that's a popular way to do it as well. But, yeah, I've been really enjoying Last of Us. Without a doubt, the best video game adaptation I've seen. Again, not a high bar. They tend to be terrible. uh, But I've really liked it so far. It's Um, awesome.
0: I went and got my hair cut this week, and uh, the barber was saying... He, was, he started watching it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm completely out of the loop. I'm going to have to get into this. I will say that I finally took the dive into watching current re- re- relevant television.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you've been watching more TV lately. You actually know what's going on. It's yeah, weird.
0: I, I was, felt like I was getting out of the loop. Like People were having cool conversations without me, and I was getting weird and insecure. <laughs> just like how you
3: felt left out when I wanted to take breath to the hockey game. You just, you're just you feeling left out a lot. I still feel left out,
0: Greg. <laughs> I still feel left out. Um, I watched The Bear. What is that? I've heard good things about the bear. I've heard (laughs) it's it's stressful. Is it stressful to watch? It's about what Randeep's going to fight at the Clayton Public (laughs) House. It's a preview. (laughs) It's just him wrestling various bears every episode. Panda, grizzly. No. Okay. So it's about uh, a chef who's at the highest of demand. He's like Michelin star working in a super fancy restaurant in New York. His brother kills himself. And he's forced to come back to Chicago to work at his brother's restaurant, which is like this very blue collar, hot beef, uh, like corner type restaurant that is very far removed from the white linen tablecloths that he's used to in his five, di- five star dining establishments. Um, to say it's stressful would be an understatement. It is hyper paced. Um, it's the, is it the like uncut the, gems, the Sandler movie. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, that same sort of frenetic energy, except you get relief because they're epi- it's episodic, right? So you you watch one and then you can just decompress. But yeah, it's it's intense. It's a really it's that's a, one thing I want
3: my shows to watch to do to me is stress
0: me out. Yeah, it's not too bad. I'm not, I don't want to. It's not like you're sweating when watching it or anything. But I've talked. I know a lot of people that are in the restaurant industry, and they've said that is the most accurate representation mm-hmm. and a portrayal of what the restaurant industry is actually like, especially the frenetic high end, fast paced, shorter to cook type stuff. So yeah. who's the main actor in that one? I, I can't remember I his name. His I, can't, I can't remember his name. I could look it up.
1: It's been heavily memed. So I know the show you're referring to, cause I've just seen the lead actor. Everywhere. The
0: lead actor in bear is in fact, gentle Ben. No
2: <laughs> the ben. ben.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy from uh shameless, that's why I recognize him. Jeremy, Jeremy White.
0: Jeremy, Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. There's your uh, pop culture foray from the Halford and Bruff Show on Sports. Yeah. Like a so week's right? worth
3: out there in one little segment. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's go. good. Okay. Uh, wow. We're right up against it for time. Um, okay. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show this week, uh, especially today. I know we went in a lot of different directions. Uh, let's set the listeners up for what's coming up for the rest of today because. Patrick Alvines doing media and he's going to be on uh Canucks talk with sat and Dan. Am I not mistaken? You guys got the, any details on this one? Help me out a little bit here. I know Alvines going to meet with the collective media in the wake of the Andre Kuzmenko signing uh, again. If you missed it, and you're just tuning in now one. Sorry. The show was over too. Kuzmenko signed a two year, $11 million extension yesterday. And then all the subsequent media availabilities will happen today. So right after us, it's going to be, as per usual, the Jeff Merrick show. Then you've got Canucks Talk. You've got the People Show. And then you've got uh, the Canucks Talk with Sat and Dan later. What do we got?
1: I don't you know? have the exact time for Alvin, but yes, he is going to be on with Sat
0: and Dan. Sat and Dan this yeah. afternoon. He okay. will be on with them, yes. And so. the Canucks have announced that there's going to be a media availability. I'm not sure if we're going to take it live or not. If we have the capabilities, we might. If not, we will have all of the audio uh, cut up and delivered to you throughout the day right here on Sportsnet 650. And there's the music. Dogs, what do we think? How did it go today? Very
1: well. Yeah. I didn't miss Bruff in the slightest. This was a pleasure. <laughs> Somebody was complaining in the text box about
3: us not having enough dead air, so I guess we did a good job filling the air time that Bruff usually fills.
0: We do what we can. We do what we can. Uh, thank you to the Dogs, A-Dog and Laddie. It's been a blast. Uh, Jason will be back on Monday, so will I. On Monday, we'll know who's in the Super Bowl. But that's for another day. we got to get out of here for today. Signing off, I have been Mike Alford. He's been A-Dog, and he's been Laddie. This has been the Halford and Brush Show on Sportsnet 650.